Welcome to The Favorites. I'm Blackjack Fletcher, and joining me today is former Major League All-Star, legendary human being and lover, Paul LaDuca. Pauly, how are we doing today? I liked it. You said lover. Yeah, sure did. I miss you, Blackjack. How you doing? I'm By fantastic. Night, I, well, I don't miss you, because I'm going to see you in Vegas in about what? Like five days. Oh, my God. Me and Paul Duca are going out to Vegas, and then we're going to drive across the desert to California. Yes. It has a very fear and loathing in Las Vegas vibe to it. Um, probably will go down very similarly. Yeah, and I'm going to prove to everybody that I'm going to bet the whole board and show all the tickets. Oh, God. We're going to have so much fun. You know when that means win. I'm going to wind up betting the board. We're going to be a mess. If we anyone's going to be, be out in Vegas next week. I say week, we periscope the whole thing for everybody. Yeah. I, we probably will wind up doing a lot of that. Hopefully, yeah, we don't get fired. Um, yeah, true. We pr- we probably. Although, you know what? Anyone who's listening to this show knows it's going to be the best damn content this company's ever put out. That's probably true. I mean, that's not probably true. That is true. <laughs> so yeah, if you're going to be in Vegas next week, like Tuesday to Thursday, feel free to find us. We'll be yeah. visible. Hit me up. Um, All right, Paulie. So we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. There is a lot going on, particularly in the world of baseball and football. So let's jump right into it and go to your wheelhouse. Talk a little bit of baseball. What in the hell is going on with Bryce Harper? Machado signs last week with the Padres, $300 million. We finally get a leak that the Phillies have offered over $300 million 10 years. He clearly does not want to play in Philadelphia. I don't really know how you can reach any other conclusion. Yesterday, we hear the Giants are now willing to go 10 years, where previously they wanted something short-term. What's going on with him? I don't know. I I tried to call my sources um, with the Dodgers to see what was going on there. I have had a feeling that that was sort of uh, just a wisp and a win, an L.A. thing, maybe a Lon Rosen thing. He's been holding Magic Johnson's jockstrap way too long and he's got a power trip so i think that's him making a bid for for harper um if the dodgers sign harper will set their their franchise back considering my sources are saying that clayton kershaw's shoulder is not that good when you can't play catch right now um that's not a good sign and shoulder is way worse than elbow so the dodgers concentrating on harper is the last thing they need to do so i think they're gonna maybe wise up and steer away i'm with you there and i i don't think the dodgers are willing to go 10 years i think if harper was going to do like a five-year deal then maybe they get in it but i don't think they're going 10 years i mean i just don't see it happening so i guess the question is now because you can bet on this where is he going to go i like san francisco at plus 961 Mm -hmm. because the giants now are willing to go 10 years if you've gotten that far as san francisco you can probably get to the dollar amount he wants. They're probably not that far off on that. And I think he prefers to be on the West Coast, for whatever reason, to playing in Philadelphia. And at plus 961, there's a hell of a lot of value there. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of value. It really is. You're going to have a new manager next year. Um, there's a lot that they can propose to him. Um, they could say, listen, Boach is going to leave. Come for Boach's last year. Um, and then we're going to build everything back around you. Buster's probably at the back end of his career, Posey, and they can start rebuilding. Um, yeah, I, but here's the thing. Like, again, Barry Bonds is the only left-handed 
that could ever conquer that ballpark. Right. You know, and again, here's a kid that hit 240 last year, and I don't see him hitting. He's going to hit probably a little bit better, but if he goes to a Giants lineup into that ballpark, I, I don't see it. You know, this kid's want short term, I think, because he's not getting the long term. Because, listen, nobody is worth the money that they're handing out. And the Padres right now are saying, uh-oh. They signed Manny Machado thinking Nolan Arenado was not going to get an extension. Can you imagine if Harper signs with the Giants? If if Harper had signed with the Giants and Arenado had signed an extension, I guarantee you the Padres would have not given Manny Machado $300 right. million. Makes that division a hell of a lot tougher. Yes. So I just don't know where his head is. Is his head, do I want security or do I want to put up numbers? Listen, um, if but Paul, if that's... Here's the other thing about Philadelphia. When you're a visitor going into Philly, which Washington is, they're not friendly fans. Okay. Right. You got to get over that. I've had batteries thrown at me in the bullpen there. I quit. I warmed up the pitcher before every game mm-hmm. except Philadelphia. It was useless because you have fans throwing batteries at you. And those they're, are just your ex-girlfriends. I mean, they, they threw stuff at, uh, at Santa. They, I mean, that's just Philadelphia fans. So that might have an effect on, on Bryce. You know, he's he flips his hair back. He's not a Philly guy. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> um, I've never, man. And here's the other thing: I've never seen a guy that hit 246 be coveted for over 300 and some million. Well, and that's the thing. And you're, you're. I mean, you're right about the Philly thing in that it's a sports town that brings a lot of pressure. And if you go there and you sign that, that contract, there's a ton of it. Whereas if you go to San Francisco, listen, man, they stood by Barry Bonds through thick and thin. Those fans are relatively loyal fans. I mean, the Giants still draw. A, a, a hell of a gate, but even when the thing, they're not good. You can't compare the two players, Blackjack. No, no, you, you absolutely can't. You can't can. even come close no. to comparing them. Rock, uh, rocket fuel on or off. Give give Bryce Harper all the rocket fuel he wants. Give it give it to him. Give him all the stuff Barry got. It's not even close. Not even a fraction of close the player Barry Bonds is. Not even close. Barry could have stole 40 bases too. And by the way, it was a four-time MVP before and was a good outfielder. So All right, well, but he didn't my, have the my, my hair. My issue is, is like, they're putting this guy on a pedestal like 300-some million? Why? Why? Tell me why he's on the pedestal. Because it's the only guy left. He's in the right spot at the right time. He's got that look. That's why I think L.A. looked at him because he can, they can market him. Roger well. fans don't care to, about baseball. Listen, that, that's part of it. These guys now are in – we're in a new millennium where guys are worried about their – their brand. I was never worried about my brand. No, you were not. I played nine innings, was diving in the dugouts. I was playing with torn hamstrings. These kids get mosquito bites right now and they go on the DL because they're worried about their future. And you know what? I wish I would have sort of taken that approach a little bit too. You know, in those games, in those days when I played, the trainer would open up the cabinet and go, what do you need to play? And I'm like, I need that, that, and that. And it just does. That's not the do way. Do I want to know what that 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 was? Listen, no. I played games on four or five Percocets, <laughs> so you, you have to do what you got to do to get out there. I had a manager telling me, "Hey, sixty percent of you is better than a hundred percent of the backup." Are you talking about Todd Pratt? No, he was never my backup. <laughs> Although we rolled out. How about the catching core we had with the Dodgers when Mike Socia was there? The worst, the worst decision in Dodger history was to let Socia go. 
and then he went to the Angels. But it was myself, it was Piazza, and then they traded him. And it was myself, David Ross um, was in AAA. I was in the big leagues. David Ross was in AAA. Russell Martin was in AA. Three and of they the just most... made Russell Martin a catcher, and yeah. he was getting compared to me. And we all became good friends, and now David's on ESPN, and Russell's still playing. I got to give him a ton of credit, man. He's kept his body in shape, and now catching back for the Dodgers. So those were fun days. All right, so where do you think Harper winds up at the end of the day? I, 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 I've said from day one that, that he's going to go back to D.C. This is all just a ploy. I mean – was that home run derby really that fake? He seems so like exhilarating that his dad threw him BP and he won the home run derby in front of his home crowd. And I, I wrote an article thinking he could be like Alex Ovechkin. He could be that. Why do you want to go yeah. wander in the NL West, stay right. in the NL East? You can win a division if you stay in D.C. You've got three pretty good starters now. Yeah, you get um, to play the Mets and Marlins 38 times a year. Exactly, like... Uh, and then you sort of be the hero. You went on this whole big old tour, the Carl Pavano tour. Remember that? Let's let's go on the Carl Pavano tour and <laughs> and, and, came home. and sign back and be the Washington D.C. hero. But like, I don't see. It's just you don't read about it. Maybe it's, yeah. it's the calm before the storm. But well, if people I'm are say right now, I think he's going to end up in Philadelphia, and I'll tell you why. Because he knows he can put up monster numbers in Philadelphia. All right. Well. For those interested in the teams Paul just mentioned, Philly is plus 112. They are the favorite. Uh, and the Nationals are plus 1347. So if you I think, think he's going back, plus there's a ton of value no? there. I agree with you. I think there's, there's some value in it. Okay. All right. So let's, let's shift focus a little bit here. He's missing spring training, by the way, Paul. I mean, yeah, I do you think that's of concern at all? Well, it's a tiny bit of concern because you want your timing back. You probably need mm, – 20 to 30 to 40 at bats somewhere in that area but he doesn't need to automatically you know need to be too worried because what you can do is like if a guy signs late what they'll do is they'll put him on the backfield or I, I used to go to my manager and tell him hey I, I I feel just I don't feel good right now with my timing can I face some a ball and double a double a guys so on the backfields they'll have a ball and double a games and they'll let you lead off every inning. If you're a veteran guy, um, it's a way to get eight, you know, seven, eight at bats in one day, and you get to see a lot of pitches. And it's sort of good to see A ball and double A kids. They got just a good arms. Right. But the difference is, is those kids will throw one at your head at about 99 and then one on the corner. So you don't really know it's an uncomfortable at bat. So now, I'll probably it, do that. Whoever signs Bryce, yeah. like get him on the backfield, get him some at bat. So I'm not worried. He's a workout freak too. So. Him being in shape, that's not going to be the worry for, the, for whoever signs right. him. Now, uh, talking about spring training, there are some people out there who bet on spring training baseball. you have any advice for those people? Yeah. It's just, I mean, there's just too many variables. Listen, you you know that I'll, I'll bet on two roaches going across the floor. You know that. Um, but I, I, I can't play spring training baseball, you know half the time that I my experiences was I was I knew I was catching four or five innings you know earlier in my career I would go up swinging because I was trying to make a team and then as I became the starting catcher I did not care what I hit in spring training I wanted to see more pitches because you know um 
Eric Carroll's came up to me and said, why are you swinging at the first pitch every time? I remember him telling me that like my second year. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, spring training's for you to see as many pitches as you can. He goes, if you hit a double in the gap on the first pitch, it does nothing for you. He goes, but if you see seven, eight pitches, it's going to get your timing back. So each guy's have different approaches. Um, and then when I go catch, I might catch like, you know, Eric Gagne or Kevin Brown or the guys that I caught in the future, you know, in the past. And they would say, hey, I'm only going to throw a fastball today. No curveballs, no sliders, no changeups. I'm only going to throw like, right. you know, Just work two, on three innings. Yeah. Gagne would come in and say, hey, listen, I'm going to work on my curveball, which is like his fourth best pitch. So guys work on different things. And then you, you get the A-ball and double-A kids that obviously got the monster arms that are our prospects. But you just don't know how they're going to react because they're trying to make a splash, and right, they can make a game go sideways late. It right. just, yeah, and I, I agree with you. I think betting spring training baseball is just asinine. I mean, you've got players that don't really put full effort into it, to say the least. You've got different rules in play. You don't know who's playing from day to day. It's just a mess. I would avoid it. Um, let's move on and talk a little NFL, Paulie. Okay, we've got. An interesting scenario unfolding with Antonio Brown. The Steelers originally said, I think there were three teams interested. Now they say that number's grown. Where do you think Antonio Brown winds up in week one of next season? Hmm. That is a good question. Yeah, Jerry yeah. World? You think Dallas? Well, here's my thing. He's the only guy that can make the big enough splash and deal with that clown. And Antonio Brown's a clown. And, and here's the deal, like... When he did the Facebook, when was the Facebook thing? Like three years ago, two years ago? I think it was two years ago. I mean, he was a clown after that. He's been a clown ever since. Great great receiver. I get it. I get all the intangibles and what he brings, but he's a clown. So you got to deal with that. Um, and why Why would you want to leave that culture in, in, in Pittsburgh? I mean, I, I guess it's... Um, he to me, I think Antonio Brown created the culture, created the bad Ooh. culture in that clubhouse. Um, you can say um, that Bell did, but you know Bell was proven a point, and he did what was best for him and for his future. Um, so Antonio Brown says, "I want out too," and now this this whole thing's going to happen, and God knows who's going to jump in late. But the Cowboys are one great receiver, and we saw Amari Cooper elevate them a little bit. If they, you know or would be able to pull something off, Jerry would be the guy that can do it. I mean, I get that. The only the only hesitation I have is that they gave up a first-round pick for Amari Cooper this season. So I don't know that they're going to move more top draft capital to do it. The team that I'm kind of looking at, and I know it's a little bit out there, is the Arizona Cardinals. And the mm, reason please. I think the reason I think the Cardinals could do it is I think they're going to trade out of that one spot. I don't think they're going to take Kyler Murray. I think they're going to stick with Rosen. And if they trade down and they get a bunch of draft picks, they may spin some of those off to Pittsburgh and figure, let's go with Rosen and give him a top-wide receiver and really give this thing a go. Maybe Larry Fitzgerald can calm Antonio Brown down a little bit. Um, and maybe, you know, he'll, he'll rub off on him a little bit. Yeah, that could be a good play. Um, I thought the 49ers would be in the mix, but they're saying now they're not, especially with Garoppolo coming back. They could be obviously yeah. uh, sneaky, but they're saying they're out now. Yeah, it um, looks like they are. And the, by the way, the Cardinals are at plus 
1,021, and the Cowboys at plus 1,091. So Who's the good favorite value right on now? Both of those. The favorite is the 49ers at plus 239, followed by the Jets at plus 458. I could see the Jets getting involved, but I think the Jets are more likely interested in Le'Veon Bell than what they are Antonio Brown. I mean, is, is, is it the Aaron Rodgers effect? Maybe State Farm Insurance can throw some money in. Ooh, maybe. Maybe. And, and get them. All right, speaking hey, of the NFL, we had the uh, – <laughs> we had a biz- – I can't say bizarre story because everyone is, is watching it, but Kyler Murray was uh, at the Combine today, and he got measured – Measured out at a little over 5'10", hand size of 9.5 inches, for those of you interested, Darren. Um, Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> which team is going to draft Kyler Murray, Paul? I have no clue. I don't. Great answer. I, mean, I, I said it before the kid made the right choice. Um, could he have got a nice signing bonus in baseball? Yes. Um, but baseball can sit around for him if... if this doesn't work out, but uh, he's different type of player. He's so dynamic, and now the way the NFL is being played and the way that they sort of protect the quarterback, um, I think he'll be okay. I mean, obviously he's explosive, but his height, I'm surprised that he actually did hit 5'10", because she, I was 5'10 in the program my whole life. I can, I'm barely touching 5'8", so... <laughs> I'm surprised that he actually yeah, it's is 5'10", because usually that's they, they would have listened to maybe a 6'1 in the program. Yeah, it's the first time I can ever remember someone measuring taller than what they were listening. I know, at. right? That, that actually had to, I would think a lot of scouts be a little excited. Also, um, he's put weight on, too. He met, he came in at, like, what, 207, something like that? I mean, he's, yeah. he's added some, some weight to his frame, so I think that's going to help him. The teams that I'm looking at for him, I'm looking at the Raiders because the Raiders have – so much draft capital um, sitting on three first-round picks. I mean, if they want to move up, they could trade two first-round picks and still have uh, a, the second overall pick. I mean, the Raiders yeah. really – and they're sitting there at plus 700. There's good value there. The other team I'm looking at is the one right below them, which is the Washington Redskins at plus 1,000. This really feels like a Dan Snyder kind of move, doesn't it? Yeah, he likes this kind of dynamic, bring the the, the excitement in, obviously. Um, I think this kid's going to be okay. Um, he's different than, than other guys with his height. Like Manziel had demons and uh, other stuff going on. and and But this kid's a different kind of athlete. And when I watch him play baseball, um, man, he reminds me a lot of Mookie Betts, of the way he swings the bat. He's got quick hands and... There's no doubt in my mind he would, he, he, he would succeed play, playing ball. You can just tell by his swing. But listen, you know, let's see what happens in the NFL draft. And I think, like I said, I think he's making the right choice. And I think he'll, he'll, he'll be okay in the NFL. I really do. Yeah, I mean, listen, I was concerned about his frame. I thought he'd be injury prone. But with you can't him, hit a quarterback anymore. With, him coming, in at, with him coming in at 5'10", 207, I, I mean – I'm less concerned. I, I thought he'd come in around 5'8", 180, 185. But no, it, I think he's tougher than people know. think. And again, like, just know when the play's over. Just slide, get down. He's going to get – I understand his size, but when he gets out of the pocket, he's just, just going to be yeah. dynamic. So, um, to me, drafting a smaller quarterback 
And smaller frame quarterback is okay now with all the new rules of not being able to touch a quarterback. Now, he might take a late hit and, and, and get hurt, but listen, that's the chances you take when you draft a guy that's that stature. But you're right, 200, 207, and, and 5'10 is not that bad. No, I mean, he, he compares physically very well to Russell Wilson. I mean, the, what, the yeah, numbers Russell, are yeah. almost identical. So yeah. we'll see what happens there. Um, but like I said, I'm taking a look at the Raiders and the Redskins on that one. Um, the Eagles announced yesterday, Paul, that they will not put a tag on Nick Foles. They will let him walk into free agency. Where do you think Nick Foles winds up? I mean, is there, is there any team other than Jacksonville that makes as much sense? No. I was just going to say Jacksonville. Um, you know, I think Nick Foles doesn't even care where he ends up. I mean, here's a guy that was on the brink of basically retiring um, to winning a Super Bowl as the backup, and he really gets no respect, the kid. Um, yeah. And he's finally going to get his due or at least get get, get a payday. Um, and I think it's Jacksonville. He's got this calmness about him. Listen, it's tough to play. Like I said, we were talking earlier, it's tough to play in Philadelphia. And the kid was able to play on the stage. I mean, um, on the big stage, on the biggest stage, and was basically, yeah. and you when know they the orchestrated thing- the Philly, what do they call it, the Philly play, whatever, he, he said, special. let's run it. I mean, that takes a pair of, pair of balls, let's be honest. So, and, and you know the thing that, that, that surprises me is I feel like Nick Foles has been in the league for a long time, but he's actually a year younger than Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he And is. last year, Kirk Cousins got, what, 90-something million dollars, fully guaranteed over three years. Nick Foles isn't going to touch that kind of money. What about Case Keenum? And it's crazy. He is a Super Bowl MVP winning quarterback. Who do you take, Nick Foles, Case Keenum, or, or, or Kirk Cousins? Nick Foles. Exactly. It's Nick Foles. I mean, it's it, like, oh, let me ask Nick you another Foles question. Is Nick a top 10 quarterback in the NFL? Maybe. Okay, and here's the other question. You you take your team and you're starting right now. You take Arenado, Harper, or Machado? Arenado. There you go. The cheapest one. The one that's going to stay out of trouble. This is economics with Paul LaDuca. It's, it's that simple. The Angels set themselves back 20 years. Like I'm telling you, if the Dodgers sign, they're going to do the same thing the Angels did. They signed pool holes. Socio wanted Granky. Uh-uh. Artie Moreno wanted Josh Hamilton and Pujols. Now look what he got. He got a dead angel team for the last, whatever, 10 years. So wow. the, the same thing's going to happen with the Dodgers or somebody that signs Harper. They Whoever signs Harper better be very smart. By the way, are you recording this podcast at LAX? Because I've heard car horns and airplanes both during this this taping. Well, I'm, I'm, I live sort of like on this, like, Crowded street, yeah, it seems just like zoom by. I think they know they're here. They're trying to take it. Might be the paparazzi. They're t- trying to take pictures. That sounds right. All right, Paulie. As as always, you uh, you are a prolific better. Uh, you you have said that when we're in Vegas, you're going to bet the board, and I believe that. Um, what do you have in the college slate tonight? We got a lot of college Ooh. games. What do you like? Yeah, I'm on fire too. Last week, <laughs> pretty good. What do you Last got? Last night, not bad. Although I got hosed. Jordan Caroline from the Nevada Wolfpack. For a lot of people who don't know, one of my sleeper teams. And a lot of people who don't know, Jordan Caroline is the son of Simeon Rice. Remember Simeon Rice? I he do. missed two late free throws. Cost me the cover last night in uh, Nevada. Uh, but I I love the Johnnies against Xavier tonight. How about that? Ooh, okay. Yeah. 
I like okay. the Johnnies a little bit. Xavier had a big win. Um, a little bit of a letdown in their last tonight. game. They finally sort of they're they're sort of one of those teams that is on the brink. They beat Nova, but Villanova's to me not the same team. Um, uh, I, I think they are. People are starting to catch up to him. Phil Booth. Every time he gets the ball, people are double and triple teaming him, okay. stuff like that. So. I think it's a little bit of a phony win, and I like the Johnnies tonight All to right, beat so up on Xavier. So Paulie's on St. John's over Xavier. All right, so that is the uh, gambling portion of our program, but now we're going <laughs> to move into um, what I think is rapidly going to become everyone's favorite moment of their week, and that's story time with Paul LaDuca. Last week, Paul told us uh, his amazing story of Hideo Nomo drinking over 30 beers on a cross-country flight and then waking him up the next morning to go and eat with the Iron Chef in Philadelphia. Uh, this mm-hmm. week, Paul, if I'm correct, you have a little bit of a spring training story from the old Dodger town in Vero Beach, Florida, right? Yeah, it, it's a true story, obviously, all these are. And I, I'm going to put out a picture on my Instagram um, on my story. And the guy in the top left corner, uh, his name is Dave Dickinson or Bones. He was a clubhouse manager, so he can validate the Nomo story. I think we're going to have him call in next week Yep, and validate this story. This is was crazy and when i when you go to spring training they bring a ton of catchers so 98 99 and you know 96 97 those years they made me a catcher they would bring in a ball double a stuff like that so i was just a young rookie and i remember mark guthrie went up to Karos, and like i said Karos was my mentor um and he always you know took care of me and gut goes over to ek and he goes hey who can of the young kids can we trust around here to be the driver i'm sitting there going what is he saying and carol's goes laduca and his laduca won't say a word and he's the best by the way i've driven with you i wouldn't trust you to drive me across the fucking street (laughs) (laughs) so i'm like what's going on here so now guthrie goes to me goes hey um, I'm going to get you a rent a car for the whole spring training. Okay, so what a lot of people don't realize, if you're a minor league player and not married, you have to live on Dodgertown in those days. Dodgertown was like a Marriott with you know, like a residence inn. Um, you stayed two guys in a room. Usually you stayed with another catcher who are your same position player, that kind of deal. And you had a guard at the gate. And our curfew was midnight. So... You could rent a car if you wanted to, but you had to be home by midnight. And there was a guard guarding. So I tell Gut, I'm like, I can't. Ha- I can have a rent a car, but I can't leave after midnight. What do I need the rent a car for? He goes, Well, there's one condition. You have to pick me up at any time if I call you. I'm like, What do you mean? Because you get a free rent a car for all spring training, but you have to pick me up at any time at night. Okay. I go, Gut, I can't. I go, I can't sneak past the guard oh you came up with what do you mean he's like i go i have to drive the car out of daughter town i can't i go he goes well what what can you do i go well the backfields there's woods in the woods in the backfield had a tiny little parking lot where people could park over there i said if you guys tell me what nights you're going out on i will park the car over there so he would text me here and there. They're going out, going out, and nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. I parked the car over there. One night, I get a phone call at about 2 in the morning. You got to come get me. You got to come get me. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I go, I can't. 
Mark, I go, I, I got to block balls with Sosha at eight in the morning. He's like, no, you got to come get us. Uh, that's the deal. So now to get out of daughter town, you have to hop, get out of the front, hop over, basically climb over. It was actually a pretty simple climb, but you can climb up the roof and you just had to climb over one little fence. Wait, you had to climb up a roof? Yeah, you have to climb up a roof, and you have to climb up a fence. This is how we snuck out of Dodger Town. Okay. It's the only way you could sneak out. Okay, so you get out. If you wanted to go have a drink with where, a lady or something. Where, huh? uh, where did you have to go to pick up the guys? I had to pick them up in Melbourne Okay. at a strip club. Okay? Uh-huh. And I was trying to find the name of it, and, and I still can't. So now... It's a Melbourne, Florida strip club. There's Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't okay, know what so else now, you need to know. So, yeah, that's all you need to know. Now, like... I'm on the phone, by the way, the flip phone that he gave me, um, and I'm asking him where he's at. Now, Melbourne's like a 35-minute drive. So right. he had got me like a Jeep Cherokee, like a, a, an SUV on okay. purpose because he knew you know, he'd have guys with him. So I drive all the way to Melbourne, walk into the strip club. I look, and there's just boxes of Pizza Hut everywhere. And I'm like... I look over and there's Guthrie with his arm around Ron Jeremy. And I'm like, <laughs> is this really happening right now? So there's like five relief pitchers in Ron Jeremy. And all I hear is Guthrie go, LaDuca, you are the man. Let's go. I go, what? So you took him back to Dodger Town, right? No. Drive him back to Dodger Town. About on, I don't even know what exit it was. We're going to Denny's. I, the next thing I know, I am having moons over my hammy with Ron Jeremy, Mark Guthrie, and a bunch of Dodger relievers. We got out of there at, I think, at 545. By the time we got back with 6:15-7, I, I went straight to the field and straight to the field. What Took happened the with the shower and blocked balls with social? What happened with Ron Jeremy? Like, where did you take him after Denny's? He just left. Like... <laughs> Those guys like went there because Ron Jeremy was going to that strip club that night, and I don't know if one of them. I still don't know the gist behind the story. Like, did they know him, or like, did they meet him that night? I I didn't ask questions. It was such a <laughs> bog. I saw Pizza Hut. The the fact that a Pizza Hut guy came to a strip club, God knows what they gave that guy. It's Melbourne, brother. It's Melbourne. That is true. It's Melbourne. But when I saw Guts, arm around, I look. I double took like. That's Ron Jeremy? Holy cow. How and was he? Was he interesting? Well, when I saw, like, you know, Ron Jeremy's here for the night, and he was signing autographs, and all those clowns got his autograph, too. It was, I mean, like... A young, impressionable Paul LaDuca meeting Ron I, I never, Jeremy. I, I, I was... I was a kid, you know? I remember when I'm like, this is the big league life. <laughs> A Melbourne, Florida strip club with Ron Jeremy yeah, and Pizza yeah, Hut yeah. is the big like, league it life? Like, it was like every stripper was coming up to Ron, and he, like you could have you set your spittoon on his belly. I mean, like, <laughs> I, it, was, it was a sight to see that so many people wanted to go home with Ron Jeremy. And, and in those days, like, the sideburns were really kicking, and I had some really good sideburns right there, and they couldn't even touch Ron's. Wow. Yeah. Did he have any good stories? He was pretty smoked, but he was telling a couple stories. Um, 
but he, when you he didn't really want to talk about like the porn industry that much. It, it's sort of like a job. It's like sort of like when we don't want to talk about baseball uh, a lot off okay. the field. We were trying to ask him a bunch of questions, uh, this and that, um, but. He wasn't really interested. More guys like that are asking us questions. Like when I later, when I talked to uh, Guthrie and uh, about it, and Gut goes, he came over and recognized one of the other guys who I'm not going to mention that was there, um, and he recognized him and knew like there were a couple Dodger guys, and you know Ron wanted to hang out with a bunch of baseball players, and he was asking a bunch of baseball questions. Actually, he mm-hmm. had no clue who I was. I was just the designated driver from, that was an A ball kid. Now, you, you mentioned that Dodger Town, you kind of stayed in like a Marriott. Yeah, so that so, was the thing. We ended up figuring out you could not come back. So I told Gut, I, like, listen, we, that was part of the reason why we went to Denny's because I was driving. And I'm like, I can't go back to Dodger Town right now. Can I sleep at your house? Because you could tell the security guard, hey, um, Mark took me out to breakfast. And he's like, I didn't see you leave. I'm like, yeah, he just took me out to breakfast. But if you came in at four in the morning, you were popped. Right. So, so you had to stay out longer. So I stayed out longer. I just went to Gut's house while he went to bed. Of course, he was a, a veteran relief pitcher. He didn't have to be into like nine or ten. He laid down for a couple hours. I just took Gut's. I took him to his house. I waited to like seven seven fifteen. I drove Dodger Town at seven thirty, and the security guard was like, "Did you leave?" I'm like, "Yeah, I went to go get breakfast. I'm tired of eating the breakfast here." He's like, "Okay." And that was your move. You had to pull. Okay. Pulled in, and I literally walked straight into the clubhouse mm-hmm. with with no sleep, um, and blocking balls. And I remember I was in the shower, and all those guys just laughed at me. Um, <laughs> but that was the only time the guy like, got had a free car. They the were laughing way. at you in the shower because you were out. Oh yeah, because they, they know and they knew what they did. They had done to me, but they all like came up to me and said thanks because you know I had to drag them out of there. They were being obnoxious, you know. When you, you end up being the sober guy in that situation, in a strip club in Melbourne with Ron Jeremy and five Los Angeles Dodgers, you're sort of trying to clean up the mess, you know? Listen, when Paul LaDuca is the responsible adult in the room, you know something has gone horribly wrong. But where I was going with the Marriott Hotel thing, Paul, is uh, a lot of baseball players will use aliases when they check into hotels. Is that something you've ever done? Oh, of course. Um, what did you use? Well, uh, Chuck E. Cheese was my <laughs> alias. Uh, I used Danny Zuko a couple times. Tell me more about using Chuck E. Cheese in a hotel. Well, Chuck E. Cheese was my daughter's favorite place to go to. So I just like, in 2001, when I started like going off, I didn't realize that like guys had aliases. But my phone was ringing at 6 in the morning, 7 in the morning, 8 in the morning. And I came to the clubhouse. We were in Pittsburgh, and uh, Carlos came up. To, I, I went up to Carlos. I'm like, God, all these people calling. And he's like, you don't have an alias? I'm like, no. He goes, dude, you need an alias. Like, you have to. They're going to call your room all the time. And he goes, look at the back of the pamphlet. So whenever you get your money, you, you get your money for your per, per diem up front before you go on the road, and you get it in cash. And then you'll get the name list. And I never looked at the name list. Well, I started looking at it. It was like Mr. Flacco. It was like uh, uh, Mr. Bean. Um, it was crazy. Everybody had an alias. And so I just came up with Chuck E. Cheese. So <laughs> we go to Philadelphia. 
and right after Pittsburgh, and my ex-wife was with me at the time, and she would never call me during the game, but she's calling me at literally 5 o'clock, 5.15. And I think it was like a 6.15 game, and she called the clubhouse, and the clubhouse manager's like, Paul, uh, your wife's on the phone. I'm like, What? <laughs> is everything okay? I go call. Paul's immediately thinking, uh oh. I'm like, are you okay? Are you okay? She's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, what? She's like, can you please talk to this lady? I'm like, why? He's like, I'm at the front <laughs> desk and they will not let me in because I don't have an ID that says Mrs. Cheese. <laughs> that is a true story. <laughs> She couldn't get back in the room. She went to the gym. Mrs. Cheese. <laughs> Mrs. Cheese. Yep. That's true. <laughs> oh, God damn it. You're a national treasure. Uh, uh, just think, three days in Vegas with me, Blackjack. I uh, can't wait. Can't <laughs> wait. All right, everybody. Uh, I, think, I think on that note, it's time to wrap it up. Uh, thank you for listening to The Favorites. We'll be back again next week with Chad and Scooch and uh, Paul and I will be back next Thursday Uh, you can download the favorites on Apple Podcasts or Radio.com slash The Action Network or wherever you get your podcasts